Welcome to another edition of Art Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'll be joined today by my co-host, Aaron. We're interviewing a talented photographer named Beth Sheridan. Beth's work is internationally acclaimed. You're definitely going to want to stick around for this interview. There's going to be a short sponsor message, and then we will get right to our interview. All the music on today's episode is provided by Stream Beats, so we'd like to thank them. Also, thank you for all of your interest in the show. Thank you to the people who are asking to be on the show. And also, thank you for all your inbound messages and our new followers. We want to thank them as well. We'll be right back after this short sponsor message, and we'll get right to our interview. Welcome to another edition of Art Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm here with my co-host, Aaron. How you doing, Aaron? I'm very good. How are you? I just got back from the doctor. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> and what did he say? I told him that I wanted to donate my body to science while I'm still living. That's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, he, he thought it was funny. I'm sure they appreciated that. Yeah. The good news is he told me I don't have to come back for six months. So You got to stay alive for another six months? I don't have to. <laughs> God, <laughs> I, mean, I, I probably will just, just so I can do podcasts. And just because, just so you can bug me. That, that's right. There you go. <laughs> so uh, everybody, uh, last time I touched on NFTs, but I listened to the show and I was, I sounded kind of confusing to be honest with you. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to to just clarify today that if you're interested in NFT art or crypto art or any of that kind of thing, at the end of the day, it's not as secure as other platforms and there's a lot of um, crazy things going on. I just listened to a show today where somebody held something for ransom and they, they were paid in crypto art and then the government successfully went into this guy's digital wallet and pulled the money back out again and got wow. the money back. Wow. And so it's the first time they've been able to do that. So so if you are interested in crypto art and all that type of thing, you can create still images moving images like a GIF uh, video, and you basically are setting up a, an account at a place like OpenSea, and then you have to have MetaMask, which again, you have to have a digital wallet. So when you log into all these places, you're kind of logging in through MetaMask. And um, at the end of the day, you're uploading an image. It's a digital file that's equivalent to a piece of art. It's a one-off. So, you know, the idea is don't make copies of it or anything like that. And again, well, you can also do limited edition, but you're publishing it as limited edition. It's referred to as minting a piece of art or minting an NFT. Again, hopefully last show wasn't too confusing, but if you do want more details on all this, you can always reach out to me and there are tons of great videos. I just watched a great video on YouTube about uh, it's for beginners, you know, NFT art for beginners. So definitely search that out. Hopefully what I've done and and talked about has helped you guys. But today we are talking to a lot of uh, NFT art is done by photographers. And today we are talking to a talented photographer named Beth Sheridan, who we should have on with us. Are you with us, Beth? I am. Oh, awesome. So uh, how are Hi, you doing? Beth. Hey. Hi. 
Hi. Yeah, so Aaron is here. And Aaron, do you have any questions you want to ask Beth about photography? Oh, um, well, I'm looking at your site. <laughs> what amazing photography. I'm being sarcastic. Aaron's sitting there looking at her website. So I thought maybe she had a question. You know, it does look... I already uh, have a couple of favorites. One that, of them is... These look like paintings from this, from oh, this distance. Exactly. One of these... Uh, oh, yeah, you have a great eye. If uh, you're uh, listening these... to this, go hey. to... If you're listening to this show, you're, go, you're to Beth, interrupting me. go to BethSheridan.com and uh, you can follow along with us. I'm sorry, Aaron, go ahead. I'm just being, I'm being silly. Go ahead. I'll whack you over the head. Go ahead. Um, one of my favorites, I'm already looking. Um, one of the things I'm looking at here, it says independent, Independence Texas 5 digital photograph. What a beauty. That's one of my favorites. Thank you. Um, Beth, can I ask you what, as far as photography, because we're looking at your work, it's very impressive. What got you started in photography? What was your early uh, memory of it? Well, you know, I actually became really interested in photography at a really early age. Believe it or not, my dad started taking photographs of me. He was also a photographer, although amateur photographer. And he started taking photos of me when I was really, really young. I, you know, and it was always really interesting. He would have me sit down and start telling him stories. And I'm, I'm talking about when I was like two or three hmm. and it was, it, it was really fun. You could see the story through the series of images and, you know, and afterwards he would show me the images. Right. And I hmm. got hooked because you could see these imaginary worlds that I had created um, and the stories that I was telling through these images, just through wow. my facial expressions. Wow. And so I got, I got hooked. Um, and then later on, um, I had an opportunity to start taking classes in high school mm. and it wasn't your standard, you know, go and do journalism uh, photography courses. Um, they were actually about uh, learning photography as an art form. Mm. And we started on film in black and white and you know getting to you know do our own um development of that film and then we moved on to color as well and uh i i just i was totally hooked huh. wow that's fascinating that's i cool. wanted to say beth you know while you were talking it sparked a memory i haven't thought of in a really long time my dad when i was a kid in texas he took me to lake houston and he, I was standing at the edge of the lake and I was probably like, I was probably like six years old or something. And, you know, I'm wearing a pair of shorts and a little shirt and some flip-flops and, you know, it's a black and white photograph. And it's me standing at the edge of the lake, little kid. And then you see this huge lake in the background and it's kind of a, just the composition of the image. I never forgot that picture, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, so it sounds like you, you uh, were impacted in a, in a similar way, but you really, you really did something with it, you know? It, it definitely sparked my creativity and, you know, it's really become the hallmark of my creative process hmm. you know, just tell stories through my lens. Um, yeah, and I would right. say my, you know, my dad is really, um, I would say the impetus of my love of photography. Interesting. So, I mean, can you give me an example? Um, like, for example, if I look at one of your, Aaron, can you show me an example of, a, of one of your images? Okay, so I'm looking right now at an image called Balanced Rock Landscape. Yep. Okay, so so I'm I'm an acrylic artist. I paint with acrylic paint, and this to me looks like uh, something that would be perfect as an acrylic or an oil painting, and it almost looks like a painting. So, can you tell me the story behind that particular piece? Yes, absolutely. So I, you know, I was really influenced um, by a lot of the um, Hudson School painters. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Beerstadt and all those guys. Beerstadt, yeah. absolutely. Oh, and so um, a lot of my photography, you know, I think, you know, that that influence shows through. 
I love that almost grander than life oil painted look. Um, And I'm also really influenced, I think, too, by having grown up here in Houston. It's Houston is such a vibrant, multicultural city. It, it's, um, in fact, it, in 2021, it was named to be the most diverse city in the U.S. Really? Um, it, yeah, even over New York. Did I and, tell you that's, did I tell you that's where I grew up? No. Oh, yeah, I did. Hmm. <laughs> I went to elementary, okay. elementary, junior high, and high school there. I came out here in the 80s, but um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm old, unfortunately. But uh, so am I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's 29 and a half. But I, uh, I, uh, forever. <clears throat> but I, I have really bad allergies. And Houston um, in those days was so humid and there was mold, pollen, and all this stuff everywhere. And I was uh, having, it got so bad I had to have surgery on my sinuses. And this, I remember the ENT uh, allergy doctor looked at me and he goes, You need to move to a drier climate. And he, and I, so I, did my research and I went to Phoenix to meet my uncle to see about living there in Phoenix. And we're standing under a tree and I looked at the thermometer and I said, your thermometer's broken. And he went, what do you mean? And I said, it says 116. And he said, no, it's not broken. It's 116. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> I, went to, <laughs> I went, to, went to LA instead and been here ever since. But um, yeah, so yeah, Houston is um, totally different than when I lived there. Very, very different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, well, uh, it is. It is a, an extremely bold and vibrant city with, a, you know, just a blending of cultures. Yeah. But, but that, that vibrancy, it's everywhere in, in colors and signs, in the culture around, it's, mm. it's in everything. And so mm. I think that also um, shows through in my art. I have, I use lots of bold colors in my photography. You do. You do. You have great, com- yeah, you have I, great, uh, I'm sorry, Aaron, you have great composition in your, in your images. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, I was, I was noticing beth i was noticing the the piece that broken the one that's called yes. broken. that's i great. like it's like a it's, i like what you said about you're telling a story through your eyes and um so can you tell us a little bit about that piece absolutely so i took that piece out in cisco utah it is Cisco is essentially abandoned town. I think there's still maybe one or two people that still try to live there, but it's out in the middle of the desert. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, and what's amazing to me is that everything in that town was just left like it was. Wow. Oh, and wow. Almost like a ghost it, town. It is. And because it's so dry, things are preserved. Hmm. You know, it, it, but at the same time, because it's a desert, things tend to be kind of worn and weathered as well. Mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. And it, it just creates this amazing rich texture and interesting color. Yeah, um, a lot of right. retro color, right? Well, the, the turquoises and greens. Yeah, um, it's interesting you say that because as an artist, you know, you do study the difference between uh, water-worn, wind, wind-worn, and sun-worn, meaning the effect of water over rocks or the effect of um, wind over rocks or whatever. And then also the effect of wind on trees. You know, you'll see artists. uh, uh, I I was selling art at a gallery in Beverly Hills. And one of my, one of the artists, um, he would do uh, paintings. All his paintings had palm trees in them. And one of them, it was the palm trees looked like they were in a hurricane or something, you know, yeah. and uh, but but the what you're describing, it, it, it does make for some nice textures with the sun worn um, sort of dried up uh, cracked uh, things, you know, out in the desert, because I, I grew up, um, uh, like I say, you know, not far from where you are, but 
my dad was like Chevy Chase. He took us everywhere in the country in on vacations in the car all the time. And so we ran around in the painted deserts and white sands and all those places, you know. Yeah. I just yeah. noticed something in your I just noticed something in your um, photograph, Ham the Hamilton pool. I didn't yeah. realize this, but I, I'm looking at it more. And there's actually it's kind of it kind of reminds me of like, where's Waldo? Uh, um, there's actually a staircase there. I didn't even see it and, until I looked at it for a while. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. I love I love looking at a, a photograph of something and then discovering more stuff as you look at it longer. So, Beth, uh, the reason I wanted to. Uh, oh, what's that, Aaron? I wanted to hear what Oh, you were you going to say something, Beth? I, 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 <laughs> I didn't was, hear that. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was to say in all of my images, um, I don't take just one image. I usually, all my images are a composite of maybe anywhere between three and, and 30 oh. images. Oh, wow. And I do that so that I can get the detail hmm. that I want um, into the image and get all of the, the focus planes that I'm looking for. Wait a minute. Are you saying that you're, you're, you're combining images or you're layering images? I'm layering in my images. Oh, wow. wow. Um, and, I, and I don't do it. I'm not into what they call HDR, oh. right? So right. I'm not doing it to get that really extreme look. What I'm doing is I'm blending in focus planes so that, um, you know, because the camera is not like the human eye where you can just look at something and be focused on it. The camera, you know, can only focus so far on so much at a time without you starting to lose details in various parts of your image or getting mm. more and more distortion oh, okay i see, I see it looks like talking. somebody wrote something on the rock by the steps is that is that spray is it is there something it, painted there on is it? there is good like a good graffiti. it almost it almost There's looks like it says, graffiti. does it say kick ass is that what it says i think it does yes okay wow oh, that's awesome um Yes, in my case, uh, and the reason I wanted to have a photographer, uh, as I mentioned before, earlier we had an issue because I screwed up on my calendar and I thought I was having a different guest today. And it's the second time I've done that. And, I, and sometimes I get really busy. But uh, anyway, so today was a little crazy before the start of the show. But the, but I had planned on doing a show anyway with a photographer. And the reason is because photography is an art form, but there are people out there who don't think it's an art form. So someone might say, Oh, well, you're just pointing a camera and pushing a button. How's that art? <laughs> and so I had to say to them, look, I used to take actors headshots and the actor has to get a job with that headshot. If the composition is bad, if it feels off, if the, if the, you know, if there's shadows that shouldn't be there or too much light on the top of the head or whatever it is, they're going to be really angry with me. And so when right. they look, when they, you know, when they look at that headshot, they want to see even skin tones, they want to see uh, good depth, but they want to see a blurry background or something that doesn't take away from their face. Because when you go to get a job as an actor, the first thing the casting agent looks at is in your eyes, because they want to see in your eyes. And any photographer that misses that, you know, the customer gets upset. So I would really focus with my, um, you know, back in those days, 35 millimeter, and I had the um, uh, portrait lens, you know, I would really focus on that on the eyes. And as a result, I took headshots for how long, Aaron? I don't know, a long time, yeah, year, yeah. years. And I, and I would charge Quite people much less than other photographers because I wasn't doing it th for the same reason. I was doing it because I was running an acting school and I, and all these people kept saying, I can't spend $300 on headshots, you know, so right. I would, uh, I would 
would be like, you know what? I'll take your headshots for 60 bucks. I don't care about making money on it. I have to go get the film developed in those days. And you had to create proof sheets and you know what I mean? Get eight by tens and all that stuff. But it's an art form because um, if you take a landscape image, it's the same thing. If you get it at the wrong time of day, if you get it, you know, um, your wrong land. I mean, there's so many factors that could cause the image to, in my opinion, look amateur versus professional. So when I look at your images again, look at that, you know, glancing at these, I would, you know, a person might say, are these paintings or, you know, so yeah, your Texas pond on a sunny afternoon that looks like a painting totally what, what kind of painting? thank you yeah yeah that's really nice uh, and and so beth as far as your view about what i was just talking about you know the whole idea uh that photography is not an art form can you touch on that or not or, or, or is an art form i'm saying yeah yeah absolutely i you know and i run up against that a lot i get well anybody can take that snapshot right. and i do hear that a lot um and it, you know i've spent now 25 years perfecting my art and I can definitely say the you know at least for my images they are not a snapshot <laughs> oh I can tell you know? yeah yeah you know, no it, it takes just as much skill as a painter um, to understand the composition the lighting the mechanics of the camera the mechanics and interplay between the camera and the lens and the light to be able to capture the image that you want and a lot of times like I said a lot of my images are not just one image, you know, they're three to 30 images and then how to blend those images the way that you want. And in today's cameras, from a professional perspective, they don't come out of the camera like they do say on your, you know, smartphone, right. where they, they just come out and they look out, they look pretty good. Right. Um, on a professional camera, you have to process just like if you were to take um, film back in the day to, you mm-hmm. know, wherever to get it, you know, to the, you know, to the lab to get it to process so you can get your print. Correct. You actually have to, you know, put it into some sort of, you know, uh, software processing right, and right. to be able to manipulate that data to be able to have it come out and look however it is you want. Well, I I think on that note, a lot of people are going to identify with the idea of they take a picture for family, let's say, and then they go, oh, wow, I don't want this guy in my image or whatever it is. And so they'll just pull up Photoshop or like in my my case, Photoscape or whatever program they're using, and they'll start altering that image. So I can't tell you how many images, personal images I've deleted someone from or, or, you know, fix something or remove like a sign in the background or done something to it, because I thought that's really messing up my image. You know, I think it's that idea, but what you're doing is much more sophisticated than that. And I think it's important for people to know that when you're a painter, like I have a drawing sitting here uh, that I've been working on for, I don't know, what, three weeks or something, four weeks. Mm -hmm. And there's tons of detail in it. And I don't have the background done. I have the main character done, but um, I have to wait until it feels right for me to put that background in there. Because if, if I don't, I might end up trashing the whole thing. And matter of fact, this is the second version of this drawing I'm working on because I threw the first one away, you know, because I wasn't happy with something. So I think a photographer is going through the exact same process, but instead of a paintbrush, they're using a camera, 
you know? That is, that is absolutely true. Um, yeah. And I mean, and just like with a painter in the same vein, we create layer upon layer in our software and build up our image, just like a painter is using paint layer upon layer to build up their, their image as well. Well, I just, Aaron just, showed, more process. Aaron just showed me my new favorite photograph of yours and I'm trying to find the title, but it's a sure. interior with some greens in it. And what is, oh, that's a video. Is that a video? Oh, is that um, ranch still the life? Ranch still life. What a great yeah. picture! What a great image! Thank you. I love that. That's yeah, beautiful. So again, I think it's really important to emphasize that a photographer is an artist, and it's an art form. It's a medium. And to to, to give another example, uh, Beth, are you familiar with uh, scanner art? Have you ever heard about that? I have. Okay, so I I used a scanner and I created a. My idea was I want to have an NFT that has something to do with Charlie Brown, because as a kid, I identified Charlie Brown because I got picked on a lot. So I have a Charlie Brown doll from when I was a little kid. And so obviously it's really old and it's the last thing I have from my childhood. So I scanned it with um, materials behind it, like bubble wrap and all these other things. And it created an image where it looks like Charlie Brown's phasing in and out of reality. And I sent an email to um, Peanuts and Snoopy, um, you know, whatever that org is. And I said, Hey, you know, this is a result of my dad getting me into drawing when I was a kid. I gave him my whole Charlie Brown history, the doll, the whole thing and said, all I want to do is just publish this one NFT of Charlie Brown, you know, hmm. looking like this. And I, <laughs> there won't be any prints of it. I'm not trying to do it for money. I said, it, it's, it's because if you publish it, you can tell a story about what, where it came from. If you're a publisher of NFTs, the whole thing is the story behind it. And once that story is online, theoretically, if no one buys it, it stays on there forever, you know, as long as you have that account or whatever. Kind of like a timeless footprint. It's in a gallery. Yeah, it's in a gallery. So I said to them, I said, look, the purpose here is I want people to know the story behind it because it's such a wonderful story, not about me, but really about Charlie Brown. And they wrote me back and they said, and they didn't just say no, they said, we totally get it. You're, I mean, they were kind of like going, you know, we understand where you're coming from. Your heart's in the right place. We agree with you. However, we have a blanket policy with our team of lawyers that we're not allowed to blah, blah, blah. And so of course I couldn't do it, but that scanner art is also an interesting medium because you're, you know, in a sense, like a photograph, but it's a different uh, method, obviously. But have you ever tried that yourself? I have. I haven't in a long time, but yes. Um, back when I, believe it or not, when I was in high school, wow, we, it's, it's a long time ago. When I was first starting into photography, one of the things that our teacher had us do was scan in artwork that we had drawn. And so it was sort of an early foray into that field. Um, so I I haven't done anything more with it in a long time, but yeah. It's so uh, fascinating. Cool. Uh, it's so fascinating. The eye of the photographer, because I'm looking at another image that it looks like it's a sandy dunes, but it also looks like a stomach with a belly button on it. You know, it's the snow, <laughs> snow, sculpt- it's the snow. Yeah. Is that, so snow? that was a snow dune. It looks yeah. like sand almost from here. I'm looking yeah. at, oh, well, okay. When you turn it that way, it looks more white. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. It looks like a woman's body or, or and then you know just the shapeliness and the and the shadows of a woman's body well on that note uh, beth have you seen the recent post where a photographer body painted a woman and it looks like when he gets all done positioning her in her set it looks like a f- butterfly sitting on a flower have you seen that uh no i haven't seen that one that sounds amazing it's really unbelievable this guy takes a nude female and he paints her body 
and it's all the videos on, I think I saw it on uh, Twitter and all the, and he paints her entire body. Uh, but the way he does it, he has her position, her body as close as her body can be in the shape of a butterfly. So her legs are crossed and he does all the stuff with her arms and he gets her in the position he wants and he looks yeah. at her and then, and this is a photographer painter. And he, uh, he then goes over and starts body painting based on a picture of a butterfly. And when he's done, all he has to do is get her back in that position and she looks like a butterfly. And then they show him photographing it. And brilliant. it's really fascinating. That's brilliant. But, That's amazing. Uh, so it's really interesting to me, the unique and different, you know, the differences in photographers is really similar because when you look at artists, you know, you'll see a guy, we, we had a guy on the show and he uses a technique called encausting technique. And I, I, I've yes. been in the, I've been in the industry forever. And I, I had to ask him, what is that? You know? And so he's using 24 karat gold and he's bonding it to materials and doing all these things and, and uh, creating art with it. And the next uh, person we interview might be a sculptor that takes stone and turns it into something that looks like impossible to make type of, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's really fascinating all of the way our minds come up with these unique ways to do things, you know? Yeah, I, uh, exactly. I agree, Dan. Um, I'm looking at the piece that you have of the horse. And what's interesting is it says horse in pasture. And it remind it's it's kind of like you the way your art is, you you put life to the photo. You uh because the, the photograph you did of the horse, it almost looks like the horse is moving the way you took the photo. Is that oh, something you do on purpose or how do you mean? I try. Let me see. Well, it looks like it's I mean let me see that almost <clears throat> like not not three dimensional, but just I don't know, just the way she you you caught well, it's, you again, ca it's just you composition. Caught, it looks you like you caught uh, the look, but see like, how the shading is, see how the shadows are right here. Yeah, but I'm talking about the eyes. She she has an eye for exactly when it's like it's almost as if you're in touch with i know this sounds esoteric but it sounds like it's almost as if you're <coughs> in touch with timing you know uh, like a, a spiritual timing because the way the horse looks it looks like it, it's moving not really but it's it's more to it than just a flat picture well, when i looked at it i thought i thought it, to me I, it was almost as if she said okay i need you to pose for a headshot and the horse went okay <laughs> <That's what laughs> look at him he's looking right into the camera like oh, right. i'm a model <laughs> yes yes well, you know i i want my viewers to feel like they are there mm -hmm. you know right. and experiencing the image the the way that i was experiencing it huh. and Ooh. so a lot of times when it's an animal you know i want people to experience their personality the way that i was experiencing their personality yeah. oh, fascinating you know, oh, that's wonderful so that yeah. you're helping us see what you see yeah, be it, um, be it a horse or an elephant or even a rhinoceros, you know, oh, I want wow. I want the people to experience it. Well, I guess you could say you had, you'd have had to have been there and she can hand them a picture. So can you tell me any other art forms that you're into besides photography? Because a lot of times uh, creative people have, you know, multiple things they do that are uh, uh, in the area of arts, you know. Sure. So um, I, I also cross stitch. Really? Hmm. I do. I do, which is a dying art form in and of itself. Not a lot of people do um, that type of textile art. They see it as old school. Um, but what I do is uh, I take what looks like a photograph and create a cross stitch of that. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not like your traditional, you know, something you might see in like a country home or something like that, you know. Um, yeah. but it, it looks more like a full coverage, um, photograph. Yeah. And I just, I uh, that. 
I just felt like the big bad wolf for a second there because Aaron showed me a picture of you and I thought, my, what a big camera you have. <laughs> that's uh, that is a huge camera. That's a nice. Well, that's that's a zoom lens. Wow. That's a, long... that's a yeah. That's oh, a six hundred millimeter lens. Yeah, it looks yeah. I but know. I mean, am I am I incorrect? But isn't the camera itself, or is that a case or something? No, that's a that's a camera. Huh? That's the camera that's, too. Yeah, just looks bigger Nikon. than mine. I had a I had a portrait. Remember the Nikon? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe it's no, just no, the you're right, you're perspective right. or something. No, it does but, look um, like a bigger. Camera. Hmm. So Beth, as far as uh, your work, um, I know we can see it online, and I know I understand you know this whole Corona thing in the recent history has knocked a lot of people out of public venues but any um anything going on um do you have any exhibits or i do okay oh, good wow. what, what's going sure on with do. those so i have my art right now up at art machine gallery that's in sawyer yards here in houston oh, okay. um sawyer yards is an amazing venue it's uh it's kind of where if you're an artist in houston it's where you want to be it's hmm. just a massive conglomeration of arts of all kinds. Interesting. And wow. it's five buildings of art. Oh, wow. It's really amazing. It's Kinda really like an amazing. Art walk. <laughs> it is in yeah. and of itself. Yeah, it's really, it's amazing. Um, each of the five buildings has one gallery. Wow. I'm not in one of the galleries. I'm in the Silo Yards gallery, you know, Silo Yards. gallery. Okay. Yeah. Way, way back when I was living there, if you wanted to go to the creative part of town, you went to Montrose and Montrose. Yeah, Memorial yeah. Park and Montrose area. My mom told me that, you know, years later, more theaters popped up there. Um, they had a lot more um, live shows, music, you know, all kinds of stuff was going on. So um, so she's been sort of keeping me up to date on changes and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, fascinating. You might you might also get a kick out of the uh, knowing that my dad was the last artist to hand draw ads for the Houston Post newspaper before computers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then here's something he, uh, he negotiated his pension. He's passed away years ago, but he negotiated his pension. And as I understand it, the way he told me, he they all agreed to his pension. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon. And they said, theoretically or technically or whatever, you have to sit in your desk till 5 p.m. <laughs> and so he sat at his desk till 5 p.m. And he said he was um, taking... Uh, rubber bands and paper clips and he was shooting paper clips at fellow employees this mm. is a this is a guy at retirement age you know and he didn't have anything to do and so then all of a sudden all these people walked in and said hi we're from the houston chronicle we just bought this newspaper and you're all fired oh and, my god and he said it like that but i mean I, i'm sure they didn't say it like that but he said i'm so glad i negotiated my pension before they came in and because they just shut the whole paper down they didn't wow. they didn't keep it they just closed it literally Wow. Yeah, And the Houston Post newspaper, there's a big uh, white odd looking building off. I think it's a 610 freeway and yep. it's got kind of these octagon looking or not octagon, but it's just a sort of odd looking building, you know, and that's what used to be the Houston Post. Hmm. And I don't know if it's even still there. I haven't been there in years, you know, but um, so, yeah. So how do you like living there? I love Houston. Yeah. I mean, I really do. Um, I, I've tried to move away and I just come right back. Well, you know, um, it's a chemistry thing. You feel good there. I mean, it works for you. It also definitely works for your photography. I can tell you that. So, <laughs> uh, so you're in the right place for that. And then, um, so you have exhibits and then oh, and uh, you have a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it shows you have a calendar. Find your, find your grace landscapes. That's awesome. I do. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. And yeah. can people, can people order uh, now, you know, let's say somebody sees an image and they go, wow, I want that on my wall. What's the process there? So that's really easy on my website. You can you can click on an image you want. You can get it in print, you know, just the print if you want, or you can get it 
and wood or on um, acrylic or uh, framed. I mean, lots of options. Oh, and cool. you just you check out just like you would on Amazon. I mean, it's really simple. And on the calendar that you have, can people choose the pictures that they want in that calendar or is it preset? This one is preset. But okay. if they want a, um, if they do want different images, uh -huh. um, I have an option to be able to do that. And oh, they just wonderful. need to contact me. But okay. also, Aaron, I would imagine that they probably pre-thought out for seasonal reasons, you know, because oh, in yeah. December, you're not going to have a picture of the desert with this 110 <laughs> degrees. You know what I'm <laughs> so, right. No, that makes so sense. Like, yeah. I'd like to have a picture of the Mojave at December. <laughs> uh, anyway. So um, Some people might. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm being silly. I'm maybe, always. Maybe looking. there's a rebellious person out there. That's, well, that's true. That's right. There might be. <laughs> that's true. Why does your uh, Why does your July calendar have a picture of Santa Claus on it? <laughs> well, because I'm an alcoholic. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> That's good. I don't know why that's uh, funny. I don't either. Funny. Well, listen, we, we really enjoyed talking to you today, Beth. And you're a, you sound like a great person yeah, and yeah. a good human. And you also are a very talented artist. And so anyone who's interested, go to BethSheridan.com and support your local Texan. Mm. Um, I also see cowboy boots in there, which I like. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. I moved to California and people in Hermosa Beach were like, um, you can't walk down the strand with cowboy boots on. So what? In Texas, I came from Texas to Hermosa Beach. I was in Hermosa Beach and people saw me with cowboy boots. They're all wearing roller skates and flip-flops and bathing suits. Oh my god. I was wearing like a, a, a button-down shirt, blue jeans, and a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I fit in. And I had a snake. I had a pet snake. You had a pet snake. Oh. oh well that's <laughs> I was I was on the strand. You didn't it, stick out at all. Picture this: you're on the strand in Hermosa Beach, and you're leaning up against the wall, and you're surrounded by six or eight really hot girls in bikinis, and they're going, "Can I touch your snake?" And I'm like, "Sure." That's lovely, Dan. Thank you for sharing. That's it was in my youth. I'm okay. old. Okay, got it. Got it. No, it's that's, soon. That's... I won't even remember the story. <laughs> Anyway, we have to go. We're out of time. <laughs> Beth, thank you again. You're wonderful. And we'll probably have you back again because you're a very talented artist. And we'd like to, we always like to touch base with people. So, um, you oh, know, check back with them one. in the Co future. Coastal storm rising. That's nice wow. too, but we could that do this all amazing. day. That is really, act that's that is, actually really nice. That is brilliant. Yeah. It's one of my internationally award-winning photos. Right? I can oh see why. God. I can yeah. see why. That, sh that should be all over social media. That's a great image. That should be, um, that should be on the side of a building. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So yeah. I'll go ahead and put your web address in the description of the podcast. And um, the podcast shows up. Uh, I have to do editing. It shows up on Anchor right after editing. And it takes another couple hours to four hours to show up on iHeartRadio, Apple, uh, what's the other one, Google Podcasts. So we're on a bunch of platforms. I don't know how many altogether. By tomorrow, let's say the show will be on all of them, you know. Oh, great. Um, Thank you. Or, or the episode or whatever. So, oh, I like um, a San Antonio holiday evening that's also very cool is that the river walk that's the river walk that's wow. the best image of the river i'm not just saying this i grew I, i'm from there I, that's like the Europe. best image of the river walk i've ever seen it looks like almost looks like <laughs> venice venice you know the last time i was at the river walk i was like i didn't realize it was going to be this hot it was so hot it was like well it almost looks like there's going to be a gondola coming around the corner but i mean <laughs> in the summertime right there uh, -huh. uh when i was there uh -huh. it, it was like 104 or something and the humidity wow. was like 97 percent oh my <laughs> i was like oh my goodness i was like let's just He's jump in the kidding. water yeah let's just jump in the water wow. we have to go aaron final let's words talk about jumping in the water 
there this you go. is her piece, Kids Playing at Harbor on Iran Islands. Something tells me Erin's going to be looking at your website for a while. Okay, Erin, <laughs> final words. Well, keep the, like I said, like I always say, keep the creativity flowing. It, it uh, keeps the world going round. Well, we like consistency, so you can keep saying it. And Beth, do you have any final words? Um, just thank you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed being on. Oh, absolutely. It's great having you. Anytime. Alrighty. So that's it, folks. Until next time, this is Art Talk Podcast. Be sure to check out our website, artworkpodcast.com. I promise I'm going to update it soon. People are telling me, you're not updating your website. I'm going to update my website. It's just I've been really busy with family stuff. My co-host, Erin, hasn't been here for a lot of shows, but she's here today with me. Um, But she's got to go back and help her mom out again. So um, until next time, folks, we will see you later. 